Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So let's look at the scriptures today. As you know, today we are looking at the LA church. We are looking at the area church. We are looking at the area church. Now, Acts chapter number 2, verse number 40, all the way to 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 40 to verse number 47. Acts chapter Two verses 40 to verse number 47. The Bible, I want someone to read for me there in Sydney. Amen. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they gladly received his, wo- his word and were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Someone say, Thank you, Jesus. Um, in this passage of Scripture, I want you to notice something very important. This is on the day of Pentecost. Our Lord is gone. Ten days later, the Bible says the disciples were gathered in the upper room, and they began to pray and to fast for the coming of the Holy Spirit. And after they had prayed and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible says there was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind that came and filled the room where they were gathered. And after that, there appeared cloven tongues like as of fire, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And immediately there was commotion in Jerusalem. So people were wondering, what is going on? So there were a lot of people there in Jerusalem at that point in time because it was still um, in the Passover season and then you've got the the Pentecost season. People were still, you know, in Jerusalem, a lot of them. So the Bible says it was noised in Jerusalem that something is happening in the upper room. So people came to check it out. And the Bible says some people said, oh, no, these are just drunks. No, just leave them alone. But others said, no, wait a minute. What they are talking about is not something that a drunk person can be saying. They are glorifying God. They are talking about the powerful things that God is doing. And they are also prophesying these people. So Peter, the Bible says, rose up and began to preach the first gospel, the first message um, on that day. And uh, people were convicted. And they said to Peter, what should we do then? And Peter told them, you have to accept Christ. You have to be born again. So people became born again on that day. And where we picked it up, we are picking it up at a point where we've got 3,000 people who have become born again. I want you to notice something here very important, that the church was not there in the Old Testament. 
You will not find the church in the Old Testament. There's no prophecy that picks up the church in the Old Testament in the way we understand prophecy. However, the church was inferred to in the Old Testament, like in the prophecies of Daniel. You know, the 70-week prophecy of Prophet Daniel in the book of Daniel chapter 9. I want you to notice that when you're reading that prophecy, you're going to discover that um, there are gaps in that prophecy. They give you 70, they give you 62, they give you, you know, they break it down into different components simply because they're looking at different dispensations. That prophecy looks at different times. So Daniel, by the Spirit of God, inferred that there's going to be a church era which shall be introduced by the coming in of the Holy Spirit. We know that Joel, in the book of Joel chapter 2, from verse 28 and 29, he talks about an era in the end times when God shall put the Spirit upon all flesh, and the Bible says, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So that's a very important scripture that we need to know, because Peter, when he is preaching in his first service, he refers to the coming of the Holy Spirit. He speaks about the coming of the Holy Ghost. He says, you see, what has happened today is the fulfillment of prophecy that was prophesied by Joel, that in the later days, God shall put his spirit upon all flesh. Now, that's a monumental, it's a very big event in the history of humanity because that event is not independent of other events in the Bible. It is part and parcel of the events that God had talked about in the scriptures. The prophets had prophesied that there shall be a season of restoration, that the coming of the Messiah shall be a season of restoration. What restoration are we talking about here? Oh my God, this is huge. Korabashatarisetehistovanoska. Someone said, Amen. Amen. What restoration are we talking about here? We can't talk about restoration unless we talk about what went wrong. What happened? What went wrong? For God to begin to restore something. What went wrong? Long Let's go back to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter number 11. We're going to read from verse number 1 all the way to verse number 9. The book of Genesis, or Genesis, if you like the G. Genesis <laughs> chapter 11, from verse number 1 to verse number 9. The Bible says the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Imagine, imagine you are coming from Malawi, you come to PNG, you are able to speak with them in one language. No confusion, no buts, no ifs, everyone understands one another. Imagine you fly to Fiji, you know, you land in Fiji, you are speaking, you know, the same language. No confusion, you know, what did he, what did he mean, what, what did he say? No, all of us speaking the same language. We need to begin to understand that among the things that make us become one, language is the number one thing that unites a people. Language is the number one thing that unites a people. Oh, yes. It's not how people look. Because after all, even if you are born from the same father, the same mother, you don't all look the same. The only thing which is the same, you smell the same. I mean, forget about that. <laughs> You, you smell the same, but your looks are different. It doesn't matter what it is, unless you are you know, identical twins. But you see, looks do not make a people one. What makes a people one is language, communication. When a people speak one language, it becomes a uniting force. It becomes something that connects people at every level. Because the language is one. So in Genesis chapter 11, we find a situation where the people are one. Why? Because they are speaking the same language and of one speech. So apparently, according to the Bible, there's a difference between 
language and speech. Teachers, <laughs> Baba. I don't know whether you picked up that one. Language and speech are what? Different. Very, very different. Language deals with the, the, the bandwidth of communication. Ah, you're not hearing me. Language deals with what? Bandwidth of communication. Now, when we say language, we know it's not only words. That's true. Language can also be your body movements. If you winkle with your eyes, you are communicating. If you put your hands like this, you are communicating. That's right. <laughs> are you hearing me? Oh, we yes. hear you, Papa. That's why when you go to other cultures, you think people are rude in that culture. You know, in my culture in Malawi, when you're talking to a lady, she doesn't look into your eyes. They look down. Oh, yes. But in other cultures, when you see a lady looking down, you're like, this one is not a, this one. You know, in other cultures, they have to look you in the eye. So, like, excuse me, what are you looking at? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That is language. It's a bandwidth of communication. So you're not only talking about words which are coming out of your mouth. You're talking about the mannerisms. You're talking about the body language. You're oh, talking yes. about communication science. That is the bandwidth of language. But when it comes to speech, you are doing something different. Speech, you are now dealing with the words. So speech is words. Language is the whole bandwidth of communication. You know, uh, okay, let me not go there. Go deeper, Papa. Go Preach deeper. <laughs> powerful, powerful, powerful. Are you hearing me, Sidney? Oh, yes. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, we find a people who could understand one another. Very clearly. If they do a gesture, they understood what it meant. If they move their hand like that, they knew what it meant. You know, parents, when you look at your child in a particular way, when they are being naughty, and there are people around, you don't say you don't want the visitors to hear you. You just look. Your child knows, hey, 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 oh, I'm in yes. trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here I'm in trouble. <laughs> just they look. That is language. Are you hearing me? So we find the whole earth from one end to another end. People have got the same mannerisms of communication. And then people have got the same words. When they say chicken, they mean a chicken. When they say cow, they mean a cow. You know, sometimes you go to some places, this they call that, that they call that. You're like, what? I thought this is what you meant. You know, you know when you go to... I was somewhere where they speak French. You know, I was trying to order food. Oh, my God. I thought they meant what I thought they meant until the thing appeared on the plate. <laughs> I'm like, what? I thought this is what, we, this is what you meant. Like, no, here, we call this thing this name. I'm like, okay, now I've learned. I'll be looking for the picture. I think the picture doesn't lie. <laughs> so, you see what I'm talking about. The whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed, now in verse number two, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of China, and they dwelt there. They found a plain in the land of China, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another. Remember, they've got one language. So they are communicating. They've got one speech. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick. Brick meant brick. And bend them thoroughly. It meant to bend them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone. And slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower. Whose top may reach into heaven. And let us make us a name. 
lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. We find a big problem there. What is the problem? The problem is God had told man in Genesis chapter 1 that you have to replenish the whole earth and subdue it. We find man now fighting against the commandment of God. He says we don't want to conquer the whole earth. We don't want to dominate the whole earth. We don't want to take over the whole earth. We just want to be here, build a city and dwell here. So that generation, God wiped them out in the flood of Noah. And then he told Noah, Noah, I'm giving you a commission. You need to replenish the whole earth and subdue it and dominate it. So we find in Noah, this is not the generation of Noah. We find in Noah now having children and uh, that generation, they find themselves at this place, at the place China. Now they are saying, we don't want to conquer the whole earth. We don't want to dominate the whole earth. We just want to build a city here and be here. And want to build a tower that must reach heaven. We want one-on-one -one -on -one communication with the man upstairs. You know. <laughs> I, you know, very interesting people. Very interesting generation. Now, God has got a big problem with that. He says, no, this is not what I told you. I told you to go to the whole earth. To, to go to the whole earth. Colonize the whole earth. Because me, God, I'm the Lura here in heaven. But I want people who are my image formed in my likeness to colonize the earth. Why? Because if we don't colonize the earth, there's a devil in there. He's going to colonize it. You need to understand that the devil was already there at that point in time. He was busy doing things in different areas of the earth. So God wanted his own kind to fill the whole earth and take over. And it's still the mandate today that God wants his own kind to populate and fill the whole oh, earth. Yes. And take over. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We hear it's you, still Papa. the mandate of heaven today. God hasn't changed. He still wants us today to multiply. To fill the earth with the good kind. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Riko Sika Kote Estahase. You are a new generation. I you receive. are a new creature. I you are a unique creature. I receive. You are the good man. I receive. People who are born from the spirit of the living God. Oh, yes. Born into the dimensions of the spirit. Oh, yes. The Bible says that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And if that which is born of the spirit is the spirit. So you are that dimension of divinity. Oh, yes. So God wants to fill the earth with his own kind. That's why for a child of God, not to be a witness for Jesus, not to bring others to Christ is a grave mistake. Heaven doesn't look at that with a smiling face. They are not happy with you. They are not happy at all. They want you to fill the earth with your own kind. Are you hearing me? We hear you, Papa. So, here we find the people that are saying, no, we don't want to conquer the earth. We just want to be here and dwell here. God had a big issue with that. God had a very big issue with that. Verse number five. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one. The people is what? One. And they have all one language. And this they begin to do. Oh, yes. ha. And now, someone said now. now. You see that? And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Now what God is saying there is now that they have started thinking this thing. You see, when people are divided in terms of language, in terms of speech, it's very impossible to reach a place of unity. Because even if you translate and interpret, there's something lost in the interpretation and the translation. Something is lost. And in fact, there are some languages which don't have some words. You say one word for an interpreter to interpret what you say. They will speak a whole passage. And then you are looking at the interpreter. Is, this, is he talking about what I said or what? You know, 
I've preached in different parts of the world where I've needed an interpreter to interpret for me. Oh, yes. So I'll speak one word, and then I'm looking at my interpreter. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this one saying what I'm saying, or, or they're preaching their own message? <laughs> I'm like, ah, my interpreter is a suspect. <laughs> but you see, simply because of the limitations of language. And that's the same challenge we find with the scriptures as well. That the Bible, the Bible, Old Testament written in Hebrew. New Testament written in Greek. And Jesus taught in Aramaic. So Jesus spoke in Aramaic, which was translated into Greek and written down. Now from Greek, oh my God, imagine it went to every language of the earth. <laughs> Big disaster. That's why sometimes when people are preaching, have mess on them. <laughs> they read it somewhere, but <laughs> the, tra the translation was not very correct. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Now God says, look at these people. So now nothing will be restrained from. In other words, I'm not, I'm not only talking about the city here. Uh-uh. I'm not only talking about the tower here. Uh-uh. But whatsoever they begin to imagine from now, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be restrained. So in other words, what they began to do was just a beginning. And this they begin to do. It was just a beginning. God could see their imagination that no, 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 no. There's something bigger beyond the building of the of that city. Oh, yes. There's something bigger beyond the building of the tower. They want to do something, these guys. We better stop them now. Because whatsoever they imagine, they'll be able to do it. So the Bible says God is mobilizing. No heaven it says, go to let us. Someone say, let us. Let us. So it's not just Jehovah God the Father coming. He says, no, 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 no. This is a big project. I need all hands on deck. I need everybody involved. Archangel Michael, I need Jesus. I need the Holy Ghost. I need whoever is available to come with me so that we can go down. The Bible says, let us go down and there confound. Mm. Someone say, mm. Mm. confound what? Confound their language. Now, the word confound. Hey. Go deeper, Papa. My God. Riko sika kota mahaya. The word confound in, in Hebrew is balal. B-A-L-A-L. Balal. B-A-L-A-L. Balal. And balal means to anoint. <laughs> Oh, my God. So, God says, let us go down and anoint their language. You see, anointing is very dangerous. Anointing is very dangerous. Most of us, we think of anointing only in one direction. That's true, Daddy. That it's working good. But anointing can wreak havoc. Uh, you're not hearing me. Preach, sir. Anointing is power. It can wreak havoc. Anointing is power. It can break bondages. Anointing is power. It can divide a people. Why? Because it is power. So God says, let us go and anoint their language. In other words, we need to introduce a foreign power into their language. Yeah, someone say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My God. It also means to mingle. It means to mingle. So God says, let us go down and mingle their language. So when someone says, hello, hello, someone should hear as if you are saying, you, you are an idiot. Uh, but I said, hello. No, you didn't say hello. Baptism. <laughs> are you hearing me? We hear you. Brother. Have you ever been in a place where you said something, someone misunderstood it? Oh, yes. And they said, I hate you, you said this. Well, excuse me, I didn't say that. I said this. No, I hate you, you said it. And they don't even want to, re to be reasonable. You can't even reason with them. Listen, it's the power of anointing at work. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, it also, mean, it also means to tamper. 
Tamper. Bring a little bit of confusion. Aha. Uh-huh. So God says, let us go down and confound their language. That they may not. Uh-huh. What is the purpose? That they may not understand one another's speech. Excellent. Excellent. So the Lord scattered. Uh, can you smell the result of the anointing? The Lord what? Scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of God does never lose. I want you to understand this one thing. Oh, yes. God does never lose. He wanted them to take over the whole earth. He wanted them to scatter and fill the whole earth. Now they are saying, no, we don't want to do that. We just want to stay here in, the, in, the, in this plain of China. But God says, no, I am Jehovah God. Oh, yes. What I speak, I shall do it. Yes. Whether it's by force or by fire. Oh, yes. Or by thunder or by lightning. Oh, yes. Or by anointing or by confusion. I will still do it. Oh, yes. And so God still accomplishes his purpose. People scatter and go to the different parts of the earth, but at a cost. Someone say cost. Cost. What was the cost? They were no longer one people. They were no longer people of the same language. They were no longer people of the same speech. That was the price they had to pay before disobeying what God had told them. I pray in this generation, oh, yes. we will not disobey what God is telling us to do. Oh, yes. I pray that no one will pay a price for the disobedience, disobedience. in the name of Jesus. Because we find the same problem in the LLA church. When Jesus told them, you shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the earth, of the world, they decided, no, 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 we're going to be here in Jerusalem. And so the Bible says they were having a good time in Jerusalem. They were preaching to one another. They were enjoying fellowship. They were eating in, in people's homes. You know, everything was happening in Jerusalem, and yet they forgot the purpose and the mandate of God. It was to colonize the whole earth. They needed to begin to scatter and go to preach the gospel. They needed to scatter and begin to, to share Christ to people who have never heard about Christ. But they decided, no, no, we want to be here in Jerusalem. They paid a heavy price. Because the Bible says God had to raise an assassin. Telling an assassin by the name of Saul. Yeah. He went for Stephen. Boom! Took a Stephen. Went for James. Boom! Took a James. Now went for Peter. Went for Peter. <laughs> I'm telling you. You see, this God will never lose. We will never. Whatever he says must happen, it will happen. Oh, yes. But someone will pay a price for disobedience. Oh, yes. I decree and I declare. I receive. That someone is not you. I receive. I said that someone is not you. I receive. Because you are obedient. I receive. You're going to do what the Bible says. Oh, yes. You're going to do what Jesus said. Yes. You're going to go to the whole earth and preach the gospel. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We hear you, Papa. Ah, so the Lord is scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off to build the city. Therefore, is the name of it called what? Babel. Someone say Babel. Babel. You see, I know that we know Babylon. 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 Where is that? In Iraq. <laughs> so that place is in Iraq. Babylon. Where is it Babylon? In Iraq. Iraq. So Iraq is a place where China is, is, is found. So these people, they moved from east, went toward Iraq, and they came to this place, and built the city and the tower, whatever. God confuses them there, and then the place is called what? Babel. Babel. Which means confusion. Or confounding. Uh-huh. Which means confusion or what? Confounding. And the root word is the one I gave you, Balalo. Remember Balalo? Which is uh, the bandwidth of what? Uh, sorry, Balalo? Yes, I'm right, I think. 
No, Barar means anointing. Anointing which God used to confound them. Aha, uh -huh. so from that root word, Balal, we find Babel. Someone say, Aha. Uh -huh. uh -huh. Say, I hear you, my prophet. I hear, I hear you, you, my prophet. prophet. We find Babel, which means what? Confusion. So people were scattered. Now, if you look at the prophecies that were given by the prophets of old, Okay, let me finish the verse first. Therefore, is the name of, the, of it called Babel. Because the Lord did there confound their language, the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Huh. Say, my God is a winner. My God is a winner. <laughs> you know, I am, I'm being reminded of another guy by the name of uh, Jonah. Prophet Jonah. Oh, yes. I pray you will not swallow the fish. I mean the fish will not swallow you. <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> you know, Jonah, <laughs> God tells him to go and preach to Nineveh. Salvation and repentance. Jonah didn't like Nineveh. Because Nineveh was a boastful city. They were naughty. They were bad people. Jonah says, no, the day of judgment is coming. I want these guys to be judged. I want these guys to die. So God says, no, 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 my prophet Jonah, go and preach to Nineveh, that great city, so that they can become born again. In those days, Nineveh had about 120,000 people. Now, in those days, to have a city with 120,000 people in one city, that one was a huge city. So God was so merciful on Nineveh, and he sends a prophet. You see, uh -huh, God sent the prophet Nyasuru to be. I mean, oh, yes. Oh, yes, daddy. <laughs> I mean, to Sydney. <laughs> to PNG, Papa. So, Jonah, <laughs> Jonah says, nah. <laughs> Jonah says, me, I'm not going to Nineveh. So he catches a boat, a ship, going to Tarsus. God says, um, Archangel Michael, do you see that little boy? Can we show him what we're able to do? Can you just wave your hand over the sea? Just did this. There was waves, storms. Now the most capsized. They threw, they threw away. Now, remember the coast. There's always what? A cost. They threw away all the cargo. They were carrying multi-million dollar cargo. It was all thrown out on board. It came out. And then they said, no, 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 no. It's still not working. Let's, let's take lots. Let's do some you know, lots. Who is it? Ta -ta 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 -ta. Boom. Jonah. Ah, you. You are the culprit. You are the suspect. Tell us, who are you? Of what people are you? What language do you speak? What man of people are you? Says me, I'm a Jew. I'm a Hebrew. My name is Jonah, Prophet Jonah. I'm running away from God. What a stupid idea. <laughs> running away from God, from where to where? Because <laughs> where you are starting from to run away from is God. Oh, yes. Where you are going is God. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jonah, Jonah. <laughs> no, very funny idea. So he says, I'm running away from God. I say, okay, so what should we do for the seas to become? He says, throw me overboard. Make me a sacrifice. The raging waters will stop. They're like, no, we don't want to kill a person here. So they tried to do whatever they could. It didn't work. Finally, they came to their senses. You know, it's bad to have a Jonah in your boat. Everyone pays a heavy price. Say, neighbor. Neighbor, are, are you the Jonah? Are you, you the Jonah? Jonah? Oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> yes. So, they finally threw him overboard. And the Bible says, God, you know, God always goes ahead of us. God had prepared a big fish. So, you see, instead of just being on a boat, go to Nineveh. Your transport may change. Oh, yes. Because of your disobedience. Oh, yes. We hear you, prophet. 
from being in a nice, comfortable ship, you end up submerged. Not only are you underwater, but even in the barrel of the fish, you're underwater. You know, when you read the account of Jonah, the way Jonah tells the story of what happened to him, you'll be shocked. He said, I looked green. Because all the green stuff the fish were eating were stuck in my hair. That's why I don't keep hair myself. I mean, forget it. <laughs> so Jonah says, Ay! my hair was a problem. Because all these things were stuck in my hair. So when I got on the beach, there was a lot of, I had to go to a saloon to clean up my hair. <laughs> before I could get myself to Nineveh. Are you hearing me? We hear you, prophet. There's always a price to be paid for disobeying God's command. The agenda of God has never changed. God still wants us to go out to the whole world and evangelize. And I want you to begin to understand something very important, that evangelism is not a group thing. God only talks to you as a person. God is looking at you as a person that you must do it. You must rise up and begin to do it. Most of us, we are not doing because we are waiting for a group. We are waiting for the church. We are waiting for the nation. waiting for the country to begin to do something. But God is not talking to that one oh, and yes. that one and that one that you think about. God is talking to you. Amen. Take it as a personal responsibility. Amen. That's why me, I take it as a personal responsibility. So even Amen. if no one is doing it, I will do it. Even if everyone is relaxing and chilling out, me, I will not shout, I will not relax. No, I will be out there preaching the gospel until every person on earth hears the gospel. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. Say yes. Yes. I receive. I receive. Very important. Take it personal. Take it personal. Take it personal. Take it personal. Otherwise... You're going to swallow a fish. Or I mean, a fish will swallow you. We hear you, prophet. You know, you know, it's funny. It's really funny. The thing is, whether the fish swallowed a man or a man swallowed the fish, one thing is true. There was a swallowing taking place. <laughs> swallow <laughs> shit, Papa. Something happened. Oh, yes. One swallowed the other. So finally, Jonah preaches the gospel in Nineveh. So what, what am, can I finish now? Oh, yes, daddy. What am I talking about? Let's go back. I talked about restoration of all things. Restoration of all things. So we find history of man starting with a time of confusion, a time of Babel. A time where God came and confounded their language. He anointed their language that the languages exploded in every direction. Now, if we talk about restoration, then we need to think about a time when God shall come back and put a people together. And the power of putting a people together was hidden in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you are not hearing me. We hear you. It was hidden in the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Because we know that the Bible says on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came, people began to speak a language that no one understood where it came from. It was a language of the Spirit. Are you hearing oh, me? Yes. But hear it was a language that every person who came from everywhere was able to hear what God was, speak, was speaking to that generation. Oh, yes. That one is dangerous. So you see that the coming of the Holy Ghost is the restoration of the oneness of the people. That in the Holy Ghost, a people become of one language. Oh, yes. In the Holy Ghost, a people become of one speech. Oh, yes. That's why when I come to PNG, I don't feel like I'm a stranger here. I feel I am at home because I'm my people of the same language, oh, born of the same spirit. Yes. Are you hearing me, somebody? We Say yes. Yes. We are all born of the spirit of the living God. Oh, yes. Oh, boy, can Romans, we are taken here. I receive. You may be, you know, you may be speaking. And then someone in that corner is like, It doesn't matter. We all oh, understand yes. one another oh, yes. in the Holy Ghost. Someone say, Yes. 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 That's why a church 
that does not speak in tongues a lot shall always be a confused church. Tongues, they unite us. Tongues, they build us into a one people. There is a unity which is born from speaking tongues. Oh, yes. So sometimes, you know, you and your wife just have a tongue-talking session. Say, here we are not talking about our problems. Forget about the problem. Forget my naughtiness yesterday, my dear. Let's talk. Let's speak in tongues. Rishaka. Just hold your hands. Kata rupa suta akate keta rakata rongrebo sheteriaso. You're going to see that there's a unity that shall be born in that family that will never be seen anywhere else by the power of speaking in tongues. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yes. Say yes. Yes. Every church must learn to speak in tongues more and more because it is the force of unity. That's why on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came, the Bible gives you a list of different nations which were there. Have you, have you wondered why were they able to hear what was being said? Now, people have, st- have tried to interpret it as, no, 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 no. The apostles were speaking different languages from different countries. No, sir, you are wrong. You are wrong. The Bible says the speakers were Galileans. Are we together? Yes. We have lost you. Or, or we have are lost following, you. Papa. We are following Daddy. The speakers were what? Galileans. Galileans. Acts chapter number 2. Acts 2 verse number 7. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Acts 2. From verse number what? 7 to 12. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans. So have I said all that? Yes. The people are speaking were what? Galileans. Galileans. Number eight, watch this. And how hear we every man in his own tongue wherein we were born. Uh-uh. What's going on? Verse 9. Pantheans and the Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia in Pontus, including Chinese, I mean including Asia. That one, Papa. <laughs> Phrygia. Pamphylia, including Africa, Egypt. Yes. Libya, Cyrene, and the strangers of what? Rome. Rome, Jews, and proselytes. How many languages are those? A lot. So what language were these Galileans speaking? You see, when God wants to communicate, what we call... When you speak in tongues, kando shanda monderebosque, in that in that language, kiroboske it is. God is able to give you a message unique to you, personal to you. Only you can understand. You are not hearing what I'm talking about. We hear you, prophet. Are you hearing me? Yes. That's why your tongues may not be. 25 or 50 or 2 million words. Your tongues may have probably 100 words or 20 words. It doesn't matter. In that 20 words, there's a communication of the spirit. Oh, yes. Because this is not a communication of humanity. It's a communication of the spirit. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We hear A communication of the heart, of the spirit that is able to carry a message in any understanding, in any language, in any speech. And God is able to communicate a message. That's why when you read your Bible, people talk about when they heard the voice of God. They say it was like many waters. I I know you you missed that one. It was like what? Many waters. waters. What does that mean? It was like, you know how water is falling? In the world, they hear God talking, I am Jehovah God, the King of glory. What? Let me, you know, one day I was, I was, I was, I was sleeping. 
um, it was on a Sunday morning. I was preparing for the service. That, uh, no, I was sleeping and then I set an alarm to prepare for the service. I said, no, let me set an alarm so I can wake up, so I can prepare for the service. And the alarm went off. And as the alarm was going, I heard a lady talking to me. She said, prophet, my husband is sick. My husband is sick. My husband is sick. He's attacked in the chest and he can't breathe well. I came out of the sleep, switched off the alarm. I could hear, my husband is sick. My husband is sick. My husband is attacked. He's attacked. He can't breathe well. I'm like, wait a minute. Am I going mad or I'm okay? How can an alarm talk to me? So that day I went to church. I said, can I prophesy? Yes. They said, prophesy. I said, come here, lady. You, you came to me and you told me this. She said, no, 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 my husband is fine. My husband is fine. I said, ah, you are a suspect. I know your husband is sick. So I prayed for her. I said, go, when you go home, check with your husband. So she went home after the service. The husband said, for the last two weeks, I've been having problems breathing. I've been attacked on my chest. I can't breathe well. But something happened today when you were at church. Jesus. She said, wait a minute. What a time. What a time. They looked at the time. It was the exact time I gave the prophecy. And after the prayer, the husband was healed. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. So some, of, some, some of us, we miss the communication of God because we want God to speak with a human voice. But God does not speak with a human voice. He can speak with anything and everything. Are you hearing me? God, the Bible says, when you look at the trees, they're communicating to you. When you look at the skies, they're communicating to you. They are talking. It's only you who can't pick up the message. This is when I'm prophesying, most of you think um, I go. God says, can you go talk to that one? And then I walk, I say, God, uh -huh, what should I tell them? Tell them, I love them. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not how God talks. Are you hearing me? We hear you, prophet. Do you know that even the color of your clothes today, I can prophesy just based on the color Do of your clothes. My father. Just looking at the color of your clothes. I am ready, Papa. I'll hear God talking to me, that one. <laughs> today, I'm going to prophesy like crazy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Say today is my day. Today is my day. Are you hearing me, Sydney? So the coming of the Holy Ghost is a reintroduction of a generation of a people who are one. The coming of the Holy Ghost is a reintroduction, is a restoration of an era of a people who are united. A people of one language. A people who are living like a community. Oh, a yes. people masata kataramando rongre Are you hearing me? We hear a you, people prophet. who are so united. It's people who are so built into one entity. Oh, That's yes. why when you become born again, the Bible says we are one body in Christ. We all belong to the body of Christ. It doesn't matter whether you came from that end Jesus. of the world. You came from the other corner of the world. It doesn't matter. We become one in Christ when we become born again because we are in the era of the Holy Ghost. Oh, the yes. era of restoration. Yes. When God is restoring all things one more time. Are you hearing me somebody? Shout Amen! Amen! That's why the church is the most dangerous force that is there in the world today. The church is the most united force that is there today. It's a shame that today the church is so divided. Yeah, this one is going that way, that one is saying that thing, that one is going that way. No, we ought to be united under one spirit, the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Yes. Because it's an era of restoration. When God is restoring all things one more time. So, can I finish now? Preach, prophet. <laughs> Sydney wants me to finish. Okay. Sydney doesn't want to. Okay. Okay. All right. That's why now. That's why now.
<laughs> As a natural progression, the church is born. The Holy Ghost has come. Peter preaches. 3,000 people have become born again. Now the Bible tells us the result of that. What was the result? This is where now we read from verse number 40. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untried generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly. Uh -huh. This is now the result now. Amen. Now that I've explained the background of what went on and what was God restoring, now we understand that scripture. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and the fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Why? Now we're talking about a community of people who are one, united by the Holy Ghost. A people who are united by the language of the Spirit. Are you hearing me? They were not united in the height. Uh-uh. They were people with different heights. They were not united in the agenda that they all became female or they all became male. No. They were not united. They were united in their language by the spirit of the living God. Because that is what was lost in the valley of China. In the plain of China. They lost the unity of the language. The unity of the mannerisms. The unity of the oneness. It was lost in the book of Genesis. And God restored it in the book of Acts. By the coming of the Holy Ghost. So now we can go back to what God said in Genesis chapter 11. He says, now these people are one. They are of one language, one speech. And whatever they plan to do, whatsoever they plan to do, nothing shall be impossible. Can I prophesy to you? Professor. That the church of Jesus Christ is unstoppable. There is yes. nothing that can stop the church of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter whether it's a government, whether it's a United Nations, whether it's World Health Organization. There is no power. To stop the church of Jesus Christ. If the church is weak, it's because the church does not know what they are. They do not understand themselves. They think they are ordinary. They think they are useless. But listen to me. The church is the most formidable force that God has ever put oh, together. Yes. Even the Antichrist. I'm talking about the Antichrist. He cannot stop the church. It is the church which is preventing the Antichrist. As long as the church is here, as long as I am here, the Antichrist will not appear. The day I am caught up, the day Jesus comes and catches me away, the day Matia Kazuk Arahaste, the day of the rapture, when we are gone, that's when the Antichrist will come. We are a formidable force. Oh, yes. We are a formidable force. I'm telling you, we're a formidable force. Oh, yes. We are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. Whatever we plan, we can do it. We are unstoppable. Whatever we imagine, we can do it. We are unstoppable. I am just imagining right now. Imagine, I'm just imagining. Can you imagine oh, yes. that I'm just imagining right now? That I need to preach the gospel in the whole of Papua New Guinea. I will be moving from island to island. Oh, from highland oh, to highland. Yeah. I'm just imagining right now. Until PNG comes back to Jesus. And everyone is filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're walking in the power of Jehovah God. Shout oh, yes. yes. Can you imagine? I'm just imagining right now. I was in a small town called Townsville on the northern part of Australia. I was just imagining. Can you imagine I was imagining that I was imagining I was preaching in Sydney. I was preaching in Brisbane. I was preaching in Adelaide. I was preaching in Melbourne. I was preaching in Perth. Can you imagine I was just imagining? Am I talking to somebody right here? Shout yes. Yes. Ah. So that's my imagination. That that's is my imagine. imagination. And God says what? Whatsoever they imagine, nothing shall be impossible unto them. Nothing. Someone said nothing. Nothing. <sighs> imagine, I'm just imagining now, that we can take over Sydney. Oh, yes. We can take over Australia. Oh, yes. We can take over New Zealand. Oh, yes. Imagine, I'm just imagining. Imagining. 
that I can take over India. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. You are not hearing me. We are you imagining you something right now? These are called Holy Ghost imaginations. Oh, yes. These are called Holy Ghost imaginations. Oh, yes. These are called Holy Ghost imaginations. Just imagine in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yes. Imagine. And don't apologize to anyone for imagining. Imagine, you're just imagining. Imagine. You know, I'm looking at that building over there. Is it units? What are those? Are those units? Apartments? Imagine I'm just imagining that those things are yours. I see. I received that one. There, you are too slow. You are too slow. You are too I slow. It, Daddy. You are too slow. I Imagine, I'm just imagining yes. that today, hey. today, yes. someone came here as a tenant. Jesus. Imagine, I'm just imagining oh, yes. that by the time today is finishing, oh, yes. someone will go home as a landlord. Receive. receive it! I receive! <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> hey. Yes! Are you hearing me? We hear you, prophet. Don't apologize to anyone for imagining. Never. Never. You know, God spoke to me on the 7th of February, 1997. 1997. He said, go preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. I had no idea there was a country called Papua New Guinea. I had never heard about Papua New Guinea. All I knew is Malawi and Malawi and Zambia. That's all. Are you hearing me? Our neighboring country, Papa. I had no passport. I didn't even know the office that issues passports. Are you hearing me? I had never been to the airport. Later on, seen a plane close. Never. Yeah. That day, I began to imagine. Oh, yes. I began to imagine yes, me flying there, preach the gospel, fly there, preach the gospel, fly there, preach. This was in Malawi, the poorest country on earth. Think about it. Never apologize for imagining. Are you hearing me? Say never. Never. Holy Ghost imaginations. Holy Ghost imagination. Just have a session to imagine. Imagine me. Me being a multimillionaire, just imagine. That's me, Papa. Now, your imagination is failing. I can see, you know, I can see it on your faces. All you're imagining is the, me being the poorest person in my village. I disconnect. Someone said, disconnect. I disconnect. <laughs> Sidney, are you there? <laughs> they have taken over the service. It's now in the PNG, the service. We hijacked, Papa. They have hijacked the service here in Papua New Guinea. Oh, yes. Hey. Long rebo shatariazo. Seneba. Seneba. Never apologize. Never apologize. For Holy Ghost imaginations. For Holy Ghost imaginations. I'm just imagining our churches in every campus. Being one. I'm just imagining. The Bible says that they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in the fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in the prayers. I, I am just imagining. Verse number 46 of Acts 2. And they continuing it daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. I'm just imagining. A church that is so united, we know where our friends dwell. We know where our brother lives. We know our sister. We visit each other in our homes. We've built a community. I'm just imagining a community of believers where when we meet, all we do is speak in tongues. Now this one says, What is God saying? Now God is saying this and this. I'm just imagining in a world where people are so lonely, are you hearing me? In Australia, 
People are so lonely. One in every three Australians is lonely. This is government doing a research. It's not some church or some charity. It's the government doing a research. They found that in Australia, one in every three is very lonely. Now imagine we build a community of people. The reason why people love the bike gangs, believe you or me, is the sense of community. Now they have to do other things to finance that life. So don't hate what they're doing. They're only trying to finance a life. What is their goal? Community. They love that. When they're going... Oh, yes, Papa. Even zebras, they love being in a community. Someone says zebras. Zebras. Lions have a hard time to catch a zebra. Because zebras love a community. Now, lions, what they do when they are hunting, most of you watch those programs, don't you? Me, I love watching it when a lion is being beaten by an animal. Once, once in a while, a hunter becomes the hunted. I love that one. Especially buffaloes, they're the ones who know how to punish a lion. They will carry it, throw it in the air, and, and give it a little kick. The lower end, daddy. <laughs> And I'm talking about these, uh, you know, zebras. Lions, when they are hunting, they look at the group. They identify one. They agree, let's go for that one. The, I mean the fat one. I mean the, 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 that one. That one, that can't run fast. So they will all bring commotion to scatter the animals and isolate the one and run after it. Now, when they meet zebras... They see a line starting from one zebra going to another zebra. Oh, yes. Which one are you talking about? That one. Which one? The other lion is thinking we are talking about that one. Because the line is very long. Oh, yes. Because sometimes you wonder, why are zebras white and black? Why those lions? It's for camouflage. Oh, yes. To confuse lions. Oh, yes. So when lions... Try to attack zebras. They discover that every lion is running after one zebra. So which one did we agree? Which one? So I thought you said this one. <laughs> That's why when the church is united, oh, yes. the devil becomes confused. Jesus. You attack one, you attack all of us. Oh yes. You touch one, you touch all of us. Oh yes. Are you hearing me? We hear We you. are coming after you, devil. Oh, yes. Masaka Tayando. This is what God wants us to be. One people. United. You attack one, you have, that, you have attacked all of us. Yeah. When one is going through a problem. We all come together in prayer and intercession. Oh, yes. We all come together. Give the person whatever is needed to be given. Yes. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. Because we are one community. The devil will be afraid of us. But the devil's master strategy is scatter, isolate, and attack. That's why when the devil wants to hit you, he will separate you from the church. You bring a little offense, just a little one. You cheat yourself, I will deal with my offense at my house. No, when you go to your house, it will be amplified. It will become a little bit bigger. <laughs> he has isolated you. And then he will begin to attack you. They don't like you. They hate you. You remember yesterday, um, that one, when you saw them at the shopping mall? Did you see the way they were looking at you? Did you see the way they were looking at you? Uh, did you see that? Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now it makes sense. Now, it's not making sense. <laughs> <laughs> they are attacking you. <laughs> Ay! Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. After that, you isolate you. Don't go there again. They are bad people. I will find you a good church, okay? I'll find, how can the devil find you a good church, surely? He will only find you a devilish one. 
And then sure enough, he'll finish you off. We at Streams International, in this season, we are changing our strategy. We are building a community of people. We're going to be a people like the LA Church. That was one. A people united, moving from house to house, breaking bread. A people united, eating together. A people united as one. A people who can stand as one. A people who shall fulfill the mandate of Jesus Christ of preaching the gospel to the ends of the earth. Oh, We're yes. going to begin with our neighbor. We're going to begin with our family members. We're going to begin with our, our workmates. We're oh, going to yes. begin with the people that we know. We're going to begin with the people in our city. The people in our suburb. The people in our nation. And we're going to keep on marching forward. We're going to keep on going forward. One soul at a time. We're going to change the whole world. One soul at a time. We're going to win souls for Jesus and bring them in our fellowship and break a community and be a people of one language, a people of one speech, a people who are one, the church of Jesus Christ, which is unstoppable, marching forward and taking over. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.